What's happening? Uh, what's happening? What's happening? Welcome into another episode of Two Dudes Review. I'm JC, and I'm hungry as fuck. Jr. Jr. Hungry as fuck. That's so typical. If you guys have listened to the show before, you know this man is constantly eating. That's what they call the munchies, ladies and germs. Uh, yeah, probably. But instead of just having the munchies, I literally eat every fucking thing. That's that's pretty much how that works. That's pretty much how that works, sir. But. As you all know, um, we are in the midst of our Scream commentary series, our first commentary series here on the Two Dudes Review podcast, and we are on to Scream 2, the 1997 sequel to the 1996 classic, yet again written by Kevin Williamson directed by Wes Craven. Uh, the very first one, Meta, talking about a lot of old horror movies. This one deals with sequels, Meta, talking about a lot of sequels, and also dealing kind of with the fact that uh, horror movies being based on, you know, actual horrific things that happen, as this is where the Stab movies start. JR, you're about to get your introduction to the Stab movies. What do you mean the Stab movies? Well, you see, I'll fill you in. I mean, you'll see it here once we start the film, but um, the in, in Scream 2... And while Scream 3 and Scream 4, it continues on kind of too. They're making a movie called Stab based on the things that happened to Sidney Prescott in, you know, Scream 1. So within the movie, they're making a movie about the first movie called Stab. Or they've already made the movie and stuff. Oh, God. Okay, I get it. So they're making a movie about Sidney Prescott, even though the movie yeah, is about Sidney Prescott. Yeah, yeah. It's called Stab. Yeah. Now, is Neve Campbell still in this motherfucker? Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Jamie Kennedy all return. Then you get some other great new cast members. Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps. Whoop, whoop. Jada Pinkett Smith before she was Jada Pinkett Smith when she was still just Jada Pinkett. Yeah, boy. All right. So, yeah, uh, I know my shit. If you've never uh, been a part of one of our commentaries, here's how we do things. Um, do it, do it, do it. We're gonna we're gonna tell you when to press play. I'm gonna say let us fuck. When I say fuck, that's when you want to push play on your movie. So if you want to pause it right now, get your DVD ready, your Blu-ray ready, your Amazon Prime, your Hulu, wherever the hell you're watching this bitch, the 1997 Scream 2. You know, get your drink ready, get your food ready, get your green ready, whatever you want to partake in while you watch this along with us. Um, and what you want to do is you're gonna want to get to your screen. To where the mention films is present in the middle of your screen, right as the word, right as soon as you can see the word film, see the dimension films. You want to pause it right there because that's where we're starting from. I know on my Blu-ray it's seven seconds in. What's your time stamp over there, Jr.? Twenty. <laughs> Twenty seconds in if you're watching it on Amazon Prime. Seven seconds in if you're watching it on the Blu-ray. If you want to sync up with us, uh, just sync up to where dimension films is right at the center of the screen and. Uh, we'll get ready to start this bitch. I'm going to say let us fuck. When I say fuck, that's when you push play. Um, JR, are you ready to fuck? Um, like I said, I've been horny all weekend. Still ain't, haven't got any pussy, so yeah, I'm still ready to fuck. Yeah, he hasn't got any wiener either. Yeah, because I'm fucking not gay. No disrespect to the gay guys out there, but yeah, I'm not gay. <laughs> hey, love who you love, you know? Suck one yeah. dick, everybody calls you queer. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Just don't suck oh, my All right, cock. so um, here we are, getting ready to start this up. 
If you haven't already, get Dementia Films on the center of your screen. Pause this and do so. Pause the movie. Get ready to press play with us. You might hear the movie playing faintly in the background. Um, if our mics pick it up, we got subtitles on to try and avoid it. But, you know, if you lose your spot, then maybe you can hear it a little bit and sing back up that way. But hopefully you just push play when we do and you'll be synced up all along. Uh, to watch the movie alongside us. If you've seen the movie before, uh, you know you can just turn on our commentary and listen to our fucking dumbasses talk about it. So, here we go. With no further ado, 1997's Scream 2. Let us fuck. Alright, I'll be right back with y'all. We are underway with Scream 2. Alright, take you a little pee bake, JR. I'll see you in a, see right, in a few. Uh, take a little piss break and give me some snacks. Maybe hit some popcorn up. Maybe try and find me some chips. Alright. Well hurry back, man. Don't you know, don't All miss right, too much no. of the the movie. Alright. Alright, so screen two underway. Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett, prior to being Jada Pinkett Smith, opened the movie here for Scream Two. Two well-known celebrities, well-known actors. Much like in Scream 1 when you had well, the well-known Drew Barrymore opening the film up. And I like this. They're at the premiere of Stab, which is the movie that has been made based on the events of the first Scream. Uh, due to the book written by Gail Weathers, the Woodsboro murders that she wrote following the, those events. I like, you know, the first movie's meta about horror, meta about the slasher genre. This movie's kind of meta about about sequels, which you'll see as we go along. I'm going to try and avoid spoilers, and just in case someone's uh, listening that hasn't seen this, even though I feel like most of you probably have. But then also here, they're kind of talking about the old trope of, you know, African Americans in horror movies and how they're portrayed uh, compared to, to white people and, and uh, so forth. I kind of like the... Uh, the fact that it's a movie premiere that's given out costumes and stuff. I've never been to a movie premiere that's done something like that. That would be pretty fucking awesome to go to. I've got to admit. Budweiser opening up. Anheuser-Busch, if you want to sponsor the show, hit us up. Trio4productions at gmail.com. And there you see it, based on the book The Woodsboro Murders by Gail Weathers, as I was uh, stating previously. Those, those glow-in-the-dark knives are pretty cool, though. Knives? Knives? Knives or knives? I think it's knives. And here you go, the recreation of the Scream opening. Um, this will be Casey Becker, Drew Barrymore's character from the first Scream, uh, played by Heather Graham in the Stab movie. Um, Heather Graham, been in a lot of things. To me, the thing I most recognize her for is... Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Anytime I see Heather Graham, that's just what comes to my mind because I think that's the first film I ever saw her in. That's a homage to Psycho, the shower head coming down right there on top of the camera. A lot of good homages in this one that you know I I had I didn't pick up on when I was you know younger, but every time I watch it, I pick up on something. I'm like, oh, that's an homage to another horror movie. So even though like the references and and stuff aren't as heavy, but you've got some shots that are really Pay homage, and I love that. Starting off with Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho with the showerhead shot.
course, they've kind of Hollywooded up uh, what was Casey Becker's house, made it look even more um, more sleek, more give it that Hollywood shine. And, you know, as you can tell, it's kind of dramatized, of course, not exactly the way it happened in the original screen, but, you know, the bits and pieces are there, the phone calls, the Jiffy Pop, which you'll see here momentarily and such. Of course, it's done a little different, as as are all real-life events when they're turned into Hollywood movies, which was kind of, I think, what they're going for with this, but make it a little bit different. And I think if you pay attention to the Stab movie throughout, you'll kind of recognize the Stab movie is kind of not that good. It's corny. I think it's meant to be, they're meant to tell you, like, the Stab movie is not a very good movie. I do not like that. That's such a woman thing. No offense to you ladies out there, but come on. Like, you got your money, but you want my money? At that point, I would just have to be like, I guess you're not getting any popcorn unless you're spending yours. Now, if I offer to buy you the popcorn, it's one thing. But that that's just kind of rude to me. I'm not a fan of that. I know it's just a movie, but it's not exactly inaccurate either. For some, for some ladies. For some ladies. I don't want to generalize. No butter. You gotta pour the butter on there. Extra butter. Look at the movie theater I go to. You get to put the butter on yourself. And I cake that shit on. I layer it and everything. Shit's so fucking good. I don't blame Omar Epps' character. I would have done the same thing. You had to. You have to. You got the mask and stuff. I mean, it's only right. Hey, props to Jada Pinkett's character for not spilling the popcorn or the soda, though. That's that's tough, tough sledding right there. Oh, get it. Scary movies are great foreplay. A little aphrodisiac, huh? Excuse me, pardon me. Beers hit you sometimes. I got GERD as well, so that's sometimes my burps are involuntary and they just kind of come up. My apologies. Oh! There's the Jiffy Pop, the aforementioned Jiffy Pop. You know very well if you watch the first screen, which I'm sure we all have by this point. Especially if you're following along with the commentary series here on Two Dudes A Review. Which right now is one guy commentating, but uh, JR is going to be right back. And uh, he's actually seen the opening before, so no worries. You know, I'm introducing him to a lot of these horror movies, but he's seen the opening, so he's not missing anything. Anything new, rather, I should say. Why is there hieroglyphics in that bathroom? I never understood. What the fuck is up with that? I guess the movie theater is supposed to be like an Egyptian themed or ancient themed or something. I don't know. It's a little bit fucking weird.
leather jacket, so 90s. Brown leather jacket, black leather jacket. I had them. I think I had both, actually. That's a good shot. Just not with the actual, you know, that side of the knife coming through. For those that have seen Scary Movie, I guess it was it Scary Movie 2? I guess it would have been. That's the only thing that ruins this opening for me. Because if you've seen Scary Movie 2, uh, when they recreate this scene, and the, the killer sticks his dick in his ear, every time I see this now, it just, it taints this opening. Scream, it's a good opening for Scream 2, but it's just tainted because of what um, Scary Movie did, you know, with, with the comedic aspect of it even with what's upcoming here in a few minutes you know they're playing on that as well if you know you know it's scary movie too her her character is even even louder even more outspoken i do like this though because he's already had the mask on and they kind of set that up so i do like that See, I like that. It's always calling it out to you, the viewer. Here it comes, here it comes, because you know that that's the killer there. So it's like, here it comes. See, that's what I was saying about Stab being a bad movie. You can see that that's clearly a retractable knife. Like, they didn't try and make it look good. I think they're trying to tell you that Stab's not the best quality and stuff. You can clearly see there was a prop knife and there was no blood or anything. And then now it just magically shows up. Like they're trying to make Stab look like a bad movie, that's the way I've always taken it. Or like a B movie, maybe. I've never been in a movie theater where people acted that, that wild and crazy. Though. It's the only thing that kind of takes me out of this. Is like, I don't know, I've been to a lot of horror movie openings, but... Maybe it's if you were in the town that the movie was based off of or something. I don't know. And that shot, Heather Graham really did resemble Drew Barrymore from that, from that uh, bird's eye view right there. That extreme wide shot. Crane shot, I guess it would have been. And see, no one really notices, like, is thinking anything of it yet because everybody in there is acting crazy and stuff. Oop, see, yeah, Ghostface is gone. Yeah, Ghostface really took the time to take his stuff off and put the boyfriend stuff on them. Now is when people start to notice. You can see they're starting to slow down. They're removing their masks. They realize, oh, this, this is real, I think.
And there's your title, Screen 2. I like the I like the college uh, setting. It's it's the most logical next step forward after the first setting. Uh, the first movie was high school. It's the most logical next step. Which considering this movie takes place what well, came out a year later, so I guess we're supposed to believe it takes place a year later. Um, that, that we're seniors in high school. I don't know, it just kind of establishes that Sydney Prescott is, she's a badass because, you know, she gets these prank calls, she gets her call ID, like, she's taking steps to protect herself, but at the same time, she's not, like, backing down from ignoring it, she's straight up calling them out, letting them know, you know, prank calls are a federal offense, blah, 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 you know, and that's kind of badass. Love Sydney Prescott. One of the more underrated final girls in horror movie history, I, I rank her top, near the top, I mean, she's she's great. Here is Cotton Weary, played by Leif Schreiber. And little Easter egg for those that don't know, interviewing Cotton Weary right there on the current edition, sitting across from him, would be Kevin is Kevin Williamson, the writer of this film, the writer of the original, the great, smart Kevin Williamson, also wrote Scream 4, and the original script for Scream 3, which ended up not being used. In the closet, there's another... Easter egg of uh, Freddy Krueger, even though it's not red and green. I mean, it's obviously still got the same look, even though it's kind of red and blue. You can obviously tell it's a clear Easter egg because it's in frame in almost every shot. Roommate wants to join the sorority. Sydney's not really interested. But Sydney's also kind of a bit of a people pleaser. She, she'll, she's willing to appease her friend. The only problem I have with this is I don't feel like that Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett, they kind of feel like they're a little bit older than these others and they're supposed to be oh well they're okay they just said Windsor seniors my bad my bad so they are I mean they they wrote that in well actually the fact that they're seniors at, this, at the college because they clearly look a little bit older than, than Sydney and her roommate among others I love this here. Um, the fact that they're in film class. Sarah Michelle Geller, Buffy the Vampire Slayer makes an appearance. And I love this. They're going to start discussing sequels, and which is good. It's very meta about the fact that this movie's a sequel and they're discussing sequels and kind of being meta about sequels. It's, it's, it's pretty good stuff. Timothy Oliphant joins the cast of Scream 2. Love Timothy Oliphant. A young Timothy Oliphant at that. And there's Randy making his return in the sequel.
And in the front seat, you'll notice uh, right there, Charlie Conway from the Mighty Ducks, um, Joshua Jackson. It's a cameo appearance in this film. I mean, to me, this film is inferior to the first Scream, and I kind of wonder if when Kevin Williamson was writing this, that's why he threw that line in there, is because he kind of knew it would be too. Like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't think it would be a bad movie, but he was like, it's a sequel by definition alone during player films. Got a hold on for James Cameron, because he called out Aliens, a sequel to Alien and Terminator 2, sequel to Terminator. Which he, he has, I mean, those are debatable topics. I prefer the first Alien. Terminator 2, I think I do prefer, though. Randy has a point. The horror genre was destroyed by sequels in some ways. Halloween 2, for, for me. Godfather Part 2, great sequel. But I think there's other sequels you could name. Or I guess not direct sequels, but uh, Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, that's my favorite Nightmare film. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, the fourth one, probably my favorite Friday film. dangerous place. You know that now here in 2020 more than ever. Here comes Jerry O'Connell making his debut in the sequel. Another good character out of They had a pretty solid cast for this for this film. Jerry O'Connell been in a lot of great stuff. Um Kangaroo Jack, for those that grew up in my era, probably remember him and Anthony Anderson in that film. And then, of course, Stand By Me. He was the chubbier kid in Stand By Me. Kind of one of his first well-known roles, I guess, when he was a young, when he was a young lad. Ah, Miss Gail Weathers' Courtney Cox making her return in the sequel, looking even better than in the first one. Always loved her hair in this one, those red streaks, those red highlights. Man, she looks attractive. I'm just kind of gawking at her right now, but hey, who can blame me? Soak it up in this one because we all know in the third one, that hairstyle and that look, <laughs> there's been memes made about it, and her herself has even, you know, been like, what was I thinking? That look in the third movie, goodness. But it's aberration. Oh, Debbie Salt. Played by Lori Metcalf. Most people recognize from Roseanne. And now from um, The Connors. Meet the Connor, whatever it's called. I haven't really watched that one. But yeah, definitely recognizable from Roseanne. Another fellow reporter, big fan of Gail Weathers. 
get why there's new cameraman Joel. He's kind of an underrated character in this film, I've always thought. Eesh. You know, Gail's always got that spicy side. All right, all right, all right. Hey, there's the man himself. Hey, Follow Chief through. Lewis Hartley on screen. That would be uh, David Arquette's real-life father, Lewis Arquette, playing that character in this film. What Hello, was you saying, girl. JR? Hello, girl. I woke up. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, family first, <sighs> always, you know. I told the listeners, I said, he's already seen about the first 15, 20 minutes of this movie before, so he's not really missing anything that he hasn't hasn't Jeez. seen before in the East, but... God damn, probably. It's hard to tell. It's just... Hey, they say third time's the charm, though, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll make all of it. I start sounding sleepy, then fucking wake my ass up. Oh, I've tried. All right, I'm going to fill the list here, man. <laughs> we've, we've, this is our third time recording this, attempted to record this Scream 2 commentary. The first two, JR has fallen asleep about 40, 45 minutes into the movie, so um, we're hoping third time's the charm here. Last night, believe it or not, I brought up a blunt and put my head down on my arms like, you know how motherfuckers used to go to sleep? Uh, back in school? How you say it? Back in school with their head, hands on their head or their head on their hands. That's how I fell asleep. <coughs> I remind you, standing up for three hours. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. I have no idea how that even happens. Woke, woke up, smoked my blunt, and then went to bed. In the green with the sweater wrapped around is Rebecca Gayhart. Rebecca Gayhart. Sorry, she looks a like a lot Dan of people Ames. may know from Urban Legend, which Along is a uh, slasher that came out following the success of Scream and those and those line of '90s horror movies that Scream, you know, brought rise to. With I know what you did last summer, that trilogy, Urban Legend, that trilogy, then other movies, of course, like The Faculty and so on and so forth. But interestingly enough, Rebecca Gayhart uh, was one of the main characters in that film, along with Michael, Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. And Jared, Jared Leto, Lex Luthor, and the Joker. And then also um, a side character in that film is a man that made a cameo earlier in this film in Joshua Jackson, the Mighty Duck and Man. Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson. Uh, no, he wasn't involved in Urban Legend. Have they already seen that already? Have they, has he already been on the film? The film? Yeah, he's, yeah, he was. Hey, uh, that's I crazy. shouted out his cameo. Three, three straight goddamn times we've watched this in three straight. God bless the times I've missed it. Yeah, you you missed Kevin Williamson's came on. First two times came I was my, times. My, my face was on the damn screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't tell you that was my fault because I forgot to mention that until I came back. First time. Old Dewey, Deputy Dewey Riley. No, he's not a deputy right now. Making his uh, return appearance in the sequel. Even though he's walking character. with a limp, like he's a pimp. <laughs> a pimp walking limp. with a limp, got the arm held funny because of the stab in the back at the end of Scream 1, as we all literally, know. Literally, he got stabbed in the back. Not literally, by a friend. Not by a friend, but literally. Oh, I want to know. I said, ooh, I want to know. 
Please tell me if you told them uh, ooh, to baby, candidates ooh, yet. Baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. I don't know your suspect list, sir. Oh, it's that dude that was in the blue shirt and the oh, film Oh, um, uh, Mickey, played by yeah, the and, great Timothy Oliphant. And then Roseanne's sister. Um, Lori Metcalf's character, Debbie Salt. Um, JR's building a suspect list as we go along. I'm on there. I'm off as a die. What about Derek? Is Derek a suspect? I'll put him on it. Fuck it. I mean, not right, really. Derek joins JR suspect list. He's a four or three. As in, if anybody else pops up, they'll get done before they'll, they'll get moved to hit him. I don't know. Oh. Gail's about to fuck the shit out of her right now. Yep, ambushed. And it's really she's fucking them both because Cotton thought they had, you know, a planned interview. Hey, I'll tell you if I remember what I remember last night. The last what I remember with Cotton was on the screen. Yeah, you were you were awake for uh, for when Cotton Cotton. I think you were awake for a bunch of Cotton scenes. Maybe I don't fucking know. I think you're talking about the scene in the library. <laughs> About midway. Oh, let's just give them up. Uh, let's just give our listeners a bow, backhand. Did you get? Yeah, I got that on film. <laughs> it sounded like. I know yes, that. I got that on film. I was telling them just a few minutes ago before you came back that uh, Gail's new cameraman Joel was like an underrated character in this movie. He's pretty funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Cotton Weary's all worried about getting famous. He wants to he wants to become famous. Oh here they come, meeting back up again. Oh, he told her call him Dwight. You don't get to call me Dewey no more, lady. I like this. The fact that he read her book and can quote the page numbers and the quotes of the stuff that she said about him that pissed him off. Yes, I'm a motherfucking wake. Alright, I was just checking. I was just texting, uh, preferably my future wife, uh, uh, Megan Fox. Right, sure. I know that my dim-witted experience isn't merely a subtle form of manipulation used to lower people's expectations, thereby enhancing my ability to fakely maneuver within any given situation. My favorite Dewey quote of the entire Scream series, one of the best quotes of the entire Scream series right there. That just, made, that just made them fall in love even more, and now they're about to get married. The wedding is on this movie, by the way. Not on this one, but Scream 3. The wedding is not on the movie. You're not get married on the movie. 
Although they are, my... they do get married within the movies, though. Yeah, that's my girl. Itself. That's my girl, Rachel. They get, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, in real life, they get married in between, like, Scream 2 and Scream 3. And then also, their characters in the movies become husband and wife as well. Yeah, because that's uh, my girl, Gail Sayers. Here he goes with Dewey. this Gail Sayers bullshit again. Dewey Hauser. This man does not know a single character's name. Not one. I'm definitely saying I'm right. Uh, Nancy Prescott. Also wrong. Melinda Thompson. Not wrong. I mean, also wrong as well. See? Not wrong, motherfucker. No, her name's like um, Elise or something. I definitely said Elise oh, Thompson. I my remote if y'all heard it. Danny, Dan- there's there's Danny Daniels and Piper Perry, if y'all didn't know. That is Rebecca Gayhart, and beside her is actually a very, very young Portia de Rossi, um, played on Sopranos, but most well-known for me for playing um, Wendy on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, uh, she's well-known for me from Pornhub or XXX.com, uh, Piper she's Perry and a porn Danny star. Daniels. Oh, and this is this is Daphne from Scooby Doo. Yeah, also already already told him she she breaks one of the rules from Scream One. If y'all didn't know, if y'all watch Scream One and pay attention, you'll know what rule she breaks. If not, already told her that it's Buff. Told him that that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's definitely Daphne from Scooby Doo. Fuck Buffy. I guarantee she's more well known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You gonna bet? Yeah, but strangely enough. You know right. what else she was in? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's ask my live audience. Live audience. Oh my god, there's no live audience. Mm-hmm. It's a recorded podcast. What is Sarah Michelle Geller known for? Best known oh. for? Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. or Daphne from Scooby Doo? Well, considering Buffy the Vampire Slayer came first. <laughs> I'm not listening to this man and his dumbass live audience. But I, I do want to say, I do want to add that, strangely enough, Sarah Michelle Gellar is uh, one of the main characters in I Know What You Did Last Summer, which yeah, was also well, written by Kevin Williamson. Ding, ding, ding. Sounds like that, too. It ain't Williamson, it's Williamson. No, he's, uh, not, he's, he's, he's not British, and she's in that movie with Jennifer Love Hewitt. But also, my love, oh my gosh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, answer. I love her. It's a close. It's a close one. It's a close one. It's, you ever uh, see the episode of um, Boy Meets World? 50, it's fifty-two forty-eight. Daphne from Scooby Doo because that movie was funnier. They said. Yeah, well, it didn't come first, so um, they're wrong. Okay. Your your schizophrenic people in your head are wrong. Um, but have you ever, did you ever seen an episode of Boy Meets World where they do like the horror parody and yep. uh, Jennifer Sarah, Love Hewitt? Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and her yeah, name is Jennifer like, Love Hefferman. Pfefferman. Whatever. She's like, she's like I'm, uh, oh, I, me? I'm Jennifer Love Pfefferman. I'm pretty sure it's Hefferman, whatever. Uh, that's King of Queens. Ooh, Doug Hefferman. Doug Hefferman, not Hefferman. Ooh, I was tricking you. Can't trick me. Can't catch me on the gingerbread man. I've got a new phone, ladies and gentlemen. Just freshly activated. Hey, is that CC? Not CC and Schmidt. If you know, you know. Her real name is Casey, as in Casey Holroyd, that one that died in the first one. 
Uh, Casey Becker would be the one that died in the first one. But um, does anybody know CC? No? Nobody? No girl. I'm glad to see that you know. Well, no, I'm just saying I had a new girl move down the street. Oh, yeah? I'm just joking. I took it ibuprofen. If it don't fucking help my feet, I will fucking pull them on them themselves. Oh, will you now? How does this... Oh, I will I am. No, William. No, will I am. Yeah, black eyed peas, sir. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the red eyed yellow jackets. Watching the background, if y'all can't see, don't miss out. Watch the background, please, everybody. Live audience, don't miss it. Oh, did y'all see that? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, well. You yep, hear Hey, and that lady is Marisol Nichols, known for Audrey Griswold in the National and, Lampoon uh, Vegas National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Did you hear my live audience clap when they seen them fucking ghost face killer come in? Pretty sure that was your shit. Pretty sure that was not them. Pretty sure that was you, sir. I don't fucking clap for movies. What the fuck? Oh, if y'all haven't. If y'all, well, we kind of fucked. Sarah Michelle Gellar was young. I kind of fucked our our hot news topics up. Our hot news topic up last night. Uh, We was recording on the day of. The oh. releasing of the news of the Snyder Cut of... The Snyder Cut is coming, ladies and gentlemen. The Snyder Cut of Justice League. I am still yes. fucking jacked to the fucking tits about it. It feels like a dream. It doesn't even seem real. <clears throat> I guess almost three years of campaigning for that shit now. Literally, uh, I was hyped about it for it's a couple hours. Now. And then my drilling fucking crashed on me hard. After I fucking wasn't happy about it no more because I was sleepy and then I just don't remember the movie and don't remember falling asleep. I woke up with my headphones on again like goddamn the tits about it. I've watched the announcement of when he announced it probably fifteen times and still every time I watch it I get fucking goosebumps on my arms and the hair on my fucking neck stands up. It's the fucking greatest shit ever. I will tell you one thing, though. There's still a lot of haters of it, though. There's still a lot of fucking haters. There's still a lot of haters, but guess what? Fuck them, because we won. They said up some. I read somebody said that anybody could fucking uh, put out a piece of, uh, piece of something else and say that it was theirs, even though what they put out is already Zack Snyder's or what everybody says. They said that he's just trying well, to say That's it. fucking stupid, because Zack Snyder has clearly been... Talking about what he was, his vision the whole time. He's released pictures. He's told characters. We we've seen pictures of the guy that was cast to play Darkseid. We know the guy that was cast to play Hal Jordan. We know the anti-life equation. We know the nightmare scene was supposed to play out. We know we know BBS was reading somewhere. We know the we know Martian. We know the Martian Manhunter is hey, General Swanwick. Speaking of. Speaking oh, of, goodbye, please tell me you. They said that that DC animated a world apocalypse or whatever, or whatever that shit is. The estimated film is better than anything Marvel's ever put out. Oh, oh, I'm sure DC animated universes. DC is shitting on Marvel with animated universes and has for a long time. DC's animated movies are fucking fantastic.
We like to keep it in the family. <laughs> she played him. There's there's Dean Green rejoins. <laughs> Sydney's roommate played him. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Dean Green rejoins. He only makes a he said, appearance. He said, Would you like to dance? She said, Absolutely. She said, With that tall, tall, wide shouldered trap boy. Yeah, Dean Green rejoins. That's a good man. If you don't know him, you should know him. That's who it was, motherfucker. What do you mean? And it's not even a made believe name. That's really that dude's name, like off, off camera and everything. His name's Timothy Oliphant, for one. His name The roommate, motherfucker. The roommate is a, is a woman. Why is her name Dean Cream Petroians? Excuse me. Pardon me. Holy mackerels. What are you, gay My mouth hurts. My mouth hurts. You got no word gel, sir? Mm-hmm. Hey, just so y'all don't know, Fletch's mouth hurts. JR to you guys, Fletch to me. His mouth hurts because um he's loving the cock every day of the week. And he's putting two. If he didn't put if, if he didn't put two in his mouth at one time, his mouth probably would hurt. Try to tell him, don't double down. You just put one in your mouth at a time. It's like it's like a kid when you're telling him not to put too much food in their mouth. You're like, put one of those gummy bears in your mouth, not two, one at a time, or you're gonna get choked. That's what I tell Jr. about penises. One in your mouth at a time, or you're gonna get choked. Um, no. Did I say JR? I meant JC. I mean, what? Sorry, I'm gay. What? Yeah, I knew that. Glad you come out of the closet. God damn, it's just it felt a like fucking... a. It felt like a good time. It felt like a good time to do it. Yeah, wow, Jesus, fuck. I, <clears throat> I, you know, only on days that end in Y, sir. Every day. I'll fuck anything that moves. Oh. I will let the girl was. Oh, oh, she's getting a phone call. You fucking coward. Holy dog shit pussies. Sit, sit.
Oh goodness, Derek. You said Derek's a lifesaver or what? Look at yeah, dude. Maybe. <laughs> or is he a lifesaver? I'm sorry. It's it's you know I don't want to make fun of a guy with nerve damage, but just him running like that. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> That's clearly fake fruit in that fucking fruit basket, by the way. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned, ladies and germs, there was a couple times we tried to do this commentary, and it was only a couple scenes after this scene that JR started to fall asleep, so um, if history repeats itself, JR's probably getting sleepy right now. Uh... Uh... Well, that sounds like a yes. Oh, I kid, I kid. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> Motherfucker, I just got your message, so you believe it. No, I, I sent that a while ago. No, no, I sent that a long time ago. I sent that like a like an hour ago. Whatever, I just got you second place. But you can't tell me that that's not... Listen, you, those listening know Jr. His voice is changing slowly by the minute. It's getting more like a sound like this. That's how you know Jr. is getting sleepy when it's like really throaty, like that, real grovelly. Or I just need to sleep with that because I just want to go out and do me today. Go out and whatever you say, whatever you say, Jr. Smoke a lot of doing. You smoke a lot of doinks. Who are you, J- Joe? You? Yeah. I got it. No nerve damage. He's jealous. He's like, oh man, this guy don't have nerve damage. That guy right there looks like Michael Douglas in Falling Down. If you haven't seen Falling Down, you need to go watch it. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Taxi Driver, Falling Down, and Joker. Kind of three movies that are all kind of similar, but all very good. Oh, Dewey's starting to have some suspicions about old Derek there. As Derek is Dewey. True, very true. Are either one of them? Well, you said Derek's on. Is Dewey on your suspect list? No. Let me ask you a crazy question. Is Sydney on your suspect list? Who? Sydney? Yeah. Fuck no. Now that would be a tricky one, though, if Sydney turned out to be the killer. How would she try and kill herself, you sack of shit? I mean, we can obviously see from Scream 1 that there can be two killers. Whatever. And it could all be part of the plan. Oh, this is when they're figuring out the names. Maureen, Steve, and Casey. Which was the same order that the people were killed in the first Scream. Maureen Prescott, mm-hmm. Sydney's mother. Stephen Orth, the boyfriend from the opening of Scream 1. And Casey Becker, Drew Barrymore's character from the opening of Scream 1.
the hell you got going on over there, Jr.? I was sorry, I, I was throwing a party. Sounds Put that like down it. in there. That's my live audience. They were sitting there fucking. Put that down in there. Hey, producer, <laughs> that that noise shouldn't have played yet. What the hell? Fire him. Fire him. Fire him. You fired. You're done. Old Sydney trying to get rid of old Derek and dump his ass. But it makes sense that she was, uh, she wouldn't trust her, her boyfriend when killing started happening again for obvious reasons. Hey. Hey. Via Kendrick Perkins, Ray Allen wanted Boston to trade Ray John for CP in 09. And they Oof. literally fought out their beef. Kendrick Perkins on the beef. It was even to the point where we brought boxing gloves to the gym. We made them box it out for two rounds. Worked out for them. Yeah. I mean, they would have been better with CP, in my opinion, but... Eh. Eh. How about the fact that back in the day, the NBA vetoed that trade? Fuck it. They fucked us hard. I don't understand. Like, they vetoed that trade, but then nowadays, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense to me. Why the fuck did they veto that trade? But then super teams became a thing 10 years later. Yeah, it's gay as fuck if you ask me. But what the fuck do we know? Yeah. Holy shit, shit, Batman. You wide awake or you have to sleep? I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? Hey. Oh. What about, um... What about, uh... Um... Oh, man, I can't think of how it goes. Uh... It's a different song if I want to know. Uh... Don't you remember that shit? What? I wanna know what turns you on. I wanna know. I wanna what. know. What That's a uh, fucking. Uh, uh, the Casey and JoJo. Is that who that was? Yeah, but did you just hear that fucking acapella? Oh, no, that was, I just hit. That was Joe. That was Joe. Joe. No, yeah. Joe was I don't want to know. No, no, that was a different. Joe is I don't want to know. Trust me. Oh, yeah, Mario Winans was I don't want to know. Yeah. I apologize. Oh, please. here we go. Here we go, ladies and germs. One of the I best scenes know. of the film coming up right here. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Top Gun 1986. Top Gun 1986 slash 87. It was filmed way before then. You see, Jerry O'Connell's still trying to keep Sid, Sid around. She wouldn't even come sit with him. She's trying to push him away. And Jerry O'Connell's like, i got to do something right now. And Jerry O'Connell, the character of Derek, is about to do something right now. And it is fucking badass. I fucking love it. Whatever. What's he about to do, you think, JR? Hmm? Step up on the shit and sing, baby. He's about to get it in, huh? Talk about acapella. This is acapella right here. Gotta crank my volume up a little bit. Hey, turn your live audience off over there, JR. Sorry, dog. They was fucking in my ear. Y'all gotta chill. I'm over here on this microphone. 
watching this movie. This is my room. Get out. Go to your live audience room. Oh, you need more snacks? The live audience is ruining the best scene of the movie. Ain't enough finger fuck. Ain't enough finger foods, boys and girls. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'll go blind. Oh, put the dollar in his pants, son. Oh, he's a stripper. If you do this for a chick, you're a badass motherfucker. Or just a stupid pussy motherfucker. Especially if you get the people getting into it with you and cheering for you and shit. Okay. Say it. Say what? Say what? Okay. I'm about to start rapping for him. Okay, I'm about to start rapping for him. Okay, I'm about to start rapping for him. Jr. Fat fancies himself as a rapper, and I'll be honest, he's not very good. Uh, cat in the hat said, "Hey, I'm walking on your mat." Oh God, you're fat. Oh what? Yeah, that's what they said. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, I love the color red. You get it, Fred? Huh? <clears throat> Oh, gosh, man, that's pretty bad stuff, man. They're not the best rappers. That was dope, wasn't it? No. In a word, no. What oh, he's going to get his ass kicked by the frat brothers for giving Sydney his Greek letters. That's a big no-no in the what frat community. What in the hell is fucking dog food salad? What? Is that like heroin salad or something? What the fuck are you talking about? Somebody said, thanks, Mom, for the dog food salad on Facebook. Maybe their mom fucking fed them dog food salad. I don't fucking know. Oh, this is funny right here. Look who's playing Sidney Prescott. If you don't know, it's Tori Spalding from Beverly Hills. Tori Spelling. And that's hilarious because in the first scream, Sidney herself said, if they make a movie about my life, with my luck, they'd cast Tori Spelling because... Dewey said he sees her as young Meg Ryan. She said, with my luck, they'd cast Tori Spelling. And guess what? They did. Uh, and here comes a scene from the movie featuring um, Billy Loomis there, played by Luke Wilson in the Stab movie. Which is actually who played Billy Loomis in the first one. No, that'd be Skeet Ulrich. Skeet, Skeet, Skeet Ulrich. Whatever. I was telling the listeners earlier while you were going, I think they're like, like if you pay attention, they're making it out to where Stab, like Stab's kind of like a B movie. It's not a good movie. Like if you pay attention to the details, they're trying to make you think like Stab's kind of a corny movie. Do you pick up on that? Did you pick up on that? That stabbed kind of a corny movie. They're trying to make it seem like it's not not that good. Just like this. And there's the uh, three rules of the sequels, guys. And now uh, Dewey's breaking down his suspect list.
Everybody's a suspect. Yeah, that's what he said in real life. I'm over on the first wave anyway. Boom, 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 boom. What should I have for a snack? Um, probably cock meat sandwich. Oh, you're gay. It ain't gonna take four tries, bitch. It's the third <laughs> time, third time's a charm. It's only 10.30. I'm not sleepy. Stop trying to play Let's me see. like I'm a little kid and I have a bedtime. Now they're saying, uh, you know, he's bringing no suspect to us. He's, th he's throwing Gail on there. He's saying he thinks the killer this time could be female. Even though uh, Dewey said typically killers are white males. How about Gail Weathers? Why not Gail Weathers, you know? What do you think, JR? I'm about what my fault, man. I've been texting these females that want to hit me up at the wrong goddamn time. What do you think about Gail? Dewey's, I mean, not Dewey, but Randy's putting Gail out there as his, you know, one of his top suspects. He's full of dog shit. You think? Oh, that person's too big for Gail. I don't know, man. Could be a mislead. He's quitting. Smartest person in the movie or what? He's reading it now because he just after learning what happened to his her last cameraman, he's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." I'm pretend like Jamila have been uh, two uh, around for two years, and Burlington still spells her name Jame La Jame La. L-I-G-H. Yeah, I mean, that's correct, man. Shit, dude, I've been alive 27 years and people don't spell my name right like 70% of the time, maybe 80 or 90% of the time. Yeah, because it's cocked, C-O-K-E-D. <coughs> right, and right. Middle name is E-N. Somehow his last name is Arsme. R R A R A R R S E M E. Yeah. Right. So cocked in Arsme. Cocked. Yeah. Cocked in Arsme. That's a weird fucking name, though. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't know, now you know. If you don't know, he said, "It was all a dream. I used to read Bird Up magazine." I do kind of like this plot point that Sydney got in the theater and wanted to become an actor. It makes sense for me, for the character. Yeah, fucking Nancy. God damn it, Nancy. Go well, back I mean, fuck it, on. It just makes sense because, you know, she would want to kind of escape. And, and, you know that you guy know, is? That's kind of like, like an Harrison escape. Harrison Ford, everybody. It is not Harrison Ford. Oh, it's Steve Martin. What the hell was I thinking? Steve Martin, also an accurate. I know it's accurate. Fuck. Inaccurate, uh, sir. 
Sack of I'm shit. never an actor. Don't you fucking say that. Hey, fuck you in the butt with a long dick. Whoa. If I take a piss break, you gonna stay awake for the fucking 60 seconds I'm gone there, JR? No, I remember. I told you any piss break in system you fall asleep because I have nobody to talk to. A lot of well, audience can't well, be talking listen, to. Listen, you just talk to the listeners. Questions. You talk to them about the movie. You commentate because well, hey. this scene coming up, I think, is one of the more creepier scenes of the movie, actually. Because yeah, I'm smoking. Oh yes, is that one? Oh, yeah. Is this the one where they shoot lemons out the butt? No, I was on fucking the wrong Missy. Sorry. That's on Pornhub, I think. Okay. Jr. Go take a beer, piss. You could have done be better than that. I'll be back by ten forty, at the latest. God damn, it's two minutes, motherfucker. I'll be that long. I'm saying the latest. Entertained and guess what? This is an underrated scene of the movie. One of the more creepier scenes of the movie just because of the way it's shot by the last one. <laughs> and I want to leave by saying, I'll be right back. Liver alone. <laughs> Get it? Liver. Yeah. fucking ritual. Look at them faces. Is somebody about to die or what? But by my wish. But by my fist. I'm a rapper. Get it? By my fist. Oh shit. It's a statue if y'all didn't know. Oh shit. Oh fuck. They're all about to kill her, it looks like. They're all trying to. Oh shit, dunk it. Oh shit. Uh. He's a badass. There's the killer, though. Too bad she don't know where. Oh, he's after her. Even the, even the dude sees it. Hit yeah, him with the phone, dick. Too. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, fuck. Bottoms up. Oh, she sees the ghost face. She's suffering from a little bit of uh, PTSD, ladies and gentlemen. You like that scene, JR? You think it's a little creepy or what? Oh, I was, yeah. I used to hear what I've been saying. What was, What have you been saying? Have you been talking that shit? No. Has he been talking shit about me, ladies and germs? I feel like he has. She still doesn't trust Derek, though, does she? No, would you, though, after you fucking got butt-fucked by Billy? 
she just lost her virginity and then lost and then found out he was our mass murderer. Yeah, I mean, I understand why she doesn't trust him, but, you know. I mean, yeah, it makes sense for the character. But do you, do you trust him is the question. What do you, yeah. what are your thoughts on Do you think he's a good guy or do you think he's a, he's a, another fraud like Billy? What does that mean? What does that mean? Is that a yes or a no? That's a... That's a... You're undecided on Derek, basically, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, let me tell you something then, JR. Are you listening? Yeah. Got your headphones turned up? Yeah. You're listening? You can hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? You can? Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen. Listen closely, okay? All right, you ready? Suck a dick! Whatever, asshole. Bitch, you got too many teeth in your mouth. Uh, you don't call me asshole. I'll call you penis cheese. Because you got that cheese on your penis. Because you put it on there and let your fucking cat lick it off. That's right. That's right, listeners. JR puts Whatever. cheese on his penis so his cat can lick it off. He likes that gritty cat tongue all on his wiener. He loves the way that those cat tongues that feel weird. He loves the weird feeling right on the head of his wiener. Whatever. Dude, are you sitting there and going to lie to them that you don't love the feeling of cat tongue on your balls and cock? Especially right near the, on the on the bottom of the of the shaft, right near the root. What? Yeah, yeah, right near the root. What the? What's the root? Explain, please. Root. You know right, where, where it comes out the skin. <laughs> Have you not been watching the uh, fucking movie? Uh, well, I have been, but I haven't been paying too much attention. But now I'm fucking really into it because I haven't fucking seen it yet. Oh, well, we have passed the point where J. Horace fallen asleep before, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give the man a round of applause. Let's give the man a round of applause for staying awake this time. He's only got to make it about another 40 minutes. Can he do it is the question. Hey, J.R. What? Hey, you remember that time we, uh, Rolled that dude a, a, a joint, but it was that. He told him it was weed, but it was actually your uh, stems. Oh no! Now we did actually do the stem thing. I was just making a joke that's a reference to uh, the show, The League, the first episode of The League. Um, those have seen it that know, I'm sure. Um, they that guy has a joint framed in his house. That's the first joint he ever smoked, and then turns out that it's actually oh, pubic hair. They rolled pubic hair into a joint and gave it to him. He smoked it, got high as hell, and framed it later in life, and then didn't find out till 10, 20 years later there's actually pubic hair. But guess what? Me and JR actually. He said Billy and Stu was much more original. Oh, he's pissed. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> now, this, this scene right here, um, well, I, I'm going to let it play out, but I'll make my comments afterwards. I think it's fucked up what they did, I remember. Shouldn't have done what they did so early. What I know, though. Yeah. 
I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say spoiler alert because I feel like most of you have done it. And I feel like Dewey, Gail, and Randy are all three important characters of the franchise. So I just won't name names, but I'll say they shouldn't have killed off an important character of the franchise so early. And I feel like it was a mistake because this character is a fan favorite. I do oh. like how Randy starts talking that shit, though. Mm. Oh. Oh, what else? Randy talking that shit, baby. I love it. Somebody's about to pop about the van. I bet. Oh, I knew it. What I tell you? <clears throat> they get in the van, as uh, Jr. always says. Yeah, nobody knows because them sons of bitches are listening to music. Them dicks. It's like they're that, fucking. That's the nineties with the boombox, though. Yeah. That's the such nineties thing right there. But yeah, big mistake in my opinion. I mean, I understand why they did it. You know, what I'm saying kill off a major character, but. Man, Randy's so so great. I hated to see Randy go. I wish that they wouldn't have done that. Randy should have been around more. Fan favorite, one of the best characters. Hated that decision. But I guess that's good writing if you hate the decision that someone does, you know? Because that means they really made you build a relationship with that character and like that character. Did you see that one coming, JR, or no? Oh, yeah. You thought, you didn't think Randy was going to make it? Oh, I know you are. He's like, what the fuck? Damn, man. Oh, Randy. Love that character. I don't know if he's my favorite character in the franchise, but he's up there for me. Mainly because his role in the first movie, he just his worrying knowledge and such. I love it. And the fact that he worked at videos to where I was always jealous of that. Also kind of tragic, the fact that he's, you know, always been in love with Sydney and never got his chance, you know? Yeah. Ever. And she don't even know he's dead. No. <clears throat> Pretty tragic, pretty tragic end for Randy. You're gonna die tonight. So they're gonna go put over here, gonna go over here and put her by herself in the corner. I remember this. This is when Cotton appears again after I fell asleep. Yeah. Oh, so JR at least remembers where he fell asleep the second time watching this movie. I like that. Do you like that touch, though, of, like, the instant messaging, like the old school messaging, you know, and that's how the killers contact him instead of just buy yeah. a phone? It's pretty cool. He's a little freaky, creepy in this this part right here. I remember Andy's got them boots. Yeah, I mean, he's definite suspect, right? He's enemy number seven. As, as Randy said in the first one, everybody's a suspect. But a cotton's definitely a suspect. 
No, he's not a suspect for me. He may be the number one suspect. Uh, I'm not trying to give away any spoilers, but he may be the number one suspect. No. I mean, just look, I mean, the guy has a creepy vibe to him. Well, whatever. He does. Oh, my goodness. He's just worried about his 15 minutes of fame, man. What is he? Is it more to Yeah. Yeah, you tell me, JR. So I'm asking. I mean, I'm not giving away any spoilers. It's very well well put together scene, though. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! And you saw the boots on Cotton as well. Which, I mean, you can obviously tell that's the same boots wore by Ghostface. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Oh, and he has. He's not Billy Remus. Yes, sir, JR. Yes, sir. You're forward. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm a regular everyday comedian. So, I mean, they're, they're saying he attacked her, though. Would you call that an attack, really? Fuck no. I mean, uh, maybe a social attack. I mean, he, he didn't really physically, you know what I'm saying, do anything to her. He just no. kind of wondered her and was questioning her. Although it was um, rather rather forceful and creepy. Ooh, yeah. ooh, baby, baby. Oh, uh, nasty. I wish I could pull that mustache off like Dewey. I do. Yeah, you used to back in the day, actually, when we lived in the uh, same apartment complex. <laughs> you don't remember rocking that mustache when we lived in the same apartment complex? Which mustache? Don't try and play me first off. Bro, when you just only had a mustache and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, you was rocking that Dewey. That Dewey Riley. Whatever. I mean, they gotta let Cotton go, right? They don't have nothing on him. Yeah, they do. He's a freaky duck. I'm just kidding. Oh, he's a freak on a leash. Shout out to Corn. Oh, my God. Jerry, uh, I don't know about that Corn song, Freak on a Leash. I like my freaks on a leash. Freak a leak a leak a leak a freak, freak, freak. Mm hmm. 
damn gills of yours. Now, now he's talking that shit to Gale, you know? Yeah. Because Gale's having doubts about him. She's kind of suspecting him, too. She's like, something's off with this guy. I don't like that outfit they have on Gale with that white. Those white stripes look like a gun holster or something. It looks like something Michael Jackson would have worn in the 80s or 90s. 1972. I'm thirty eleven two. Oh my goodness. That'd be weird though, having two guys follow you around everywhere as your security. Oh. You think it'd be weird having two guys follow you around all the time like Sydney's having to? See, everyone else avoids the press. Cotton eats that shit up. Yo, yo, yo. Don't fall asleep on me. I'm not about to roll for doobie. That's what you said last night, too, and you never did. I did. I fell asleep with it in my ear. No, you said you was picking out a cigar. That's what you kept saying. I'm looking for a cigar. I'm looking for a cigar. He's quitting. He's quitting. He's... Oh, wow. Smartest man in the movie right there, Joel. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Why do you feel real bad, Calisayers? <coughs> Why, wow, Gil? Because she feels bad, man. The Gail Weathers character does experience some growth. She said, I just want to find this fucker. Would you agree? Uh-huh. The Gail Weathers character does change and experience growth from the first movie to this movie. Yeah. Especially in the closing, so. especially in the closing of the film, you'll really see it. Hey, this dude, this chick had three black triplets and his wife says it's because... He eats too much chocolate. (laughs) And he went with it, huh? Yeah, that fucking stupid fuck. Yeah. How would he even, what? I'm not even that stupid, and I'm not, you know what I mean? It's probably not a true thing, brother. Yeah, he would. Y'all can go in there and fuck. Y'all can go in there and fuck. Funny, <clears throat> funny Facebook meme. Is this where they fell in love again? You think? They're in love. I'm just, I just said that as a parody because you freaking always say this is where they fell in love. 
knowing damn good and well they probably didn't fall in love on screen. Yeah, yeah. You like this right here? Where this takes place and you know what I'm saying it's in the film. This is like the film school. This is? Yeah. Can you see on the little thing when they went in? It said film hall or film whatever. Oh, everybody told me goddamn Everybody told me Texas Steakhouse was closing down. Them sacks of shits. Maybe some locations. No, he said there's got to be a VCR around here somewhere. I like that because that's nostalgia at its finest right there. I miss VHS tapes. Well, not, I mean, not necessarily VHS tapes because I feel like the quality, the quality jump from VHS to DVD was huge and even bigger yeah. than the quality jump from DVD to Blu-ray was yeah. like the quality jump from VHS to DVD is still the biggest quality jump I've seen. But I just miss VHS tapes because it brings back the nostalgia of being young. And I had a little rewinder. I would put the tapes in. And then also, more than anything, you know, going to rent movies. Even even at some point, it went to DVDs at the video store. But you had your Blockbuster and your movie gallery or Hollywood video, got whatever a, you got in your town. You rent a couple movies. Rent a game. You could rent games and see if you liked them, play them for a week before you bought them. That was always fucking awesome. I got a motherfucking confirmation from this news site that Jamie Lynn Spears confirmed there's a mature 7101 reboot oh, in the works. I saw that. I saw that. I hope that that happens. Me too. That was shit. shit. If it's a mature one, then that means it's going to be, you know, you know, like maybe not necessarily R-rated, but along those lines. They're re- they're making up a little bit right here, huh, Jr. Yeah, he, he just fell in love. I knew you were oh. gonna fucking say that again. Cause he just I fucked her. I'm about to fuck right here, and somebody's gonna die. Doubt oh, if any of them get it. get it. Oh god, look at Courtney Cox in that white I hope t-shirt. They get fucking interrupted. I I bet. She's in that white I t-shirt bet. for the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, but I bet they get she interrupted. That shit. Like she's got it tucked in. Look, I love this right here. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I don't blame him. That's where my end would be. And you might say I'm that's a misogynist. His, that's the killer's footage. Yeah, it's not her footage. You might say I'm a misogynist, but I've never massaged anyone. Look, and that's. Look, it's recording him right now. Oh my god, there he is. It's Ghostface. It's Ghostface JR. Holy shit, holy shit, JR. Do you is that fucking Ghostface a damn a whip? Yeah, Ghostface Ghostface been making his own little videos, huh? No, he owes him a beatdown. Yeah, because he fucking stabbed him. I mean, even though technically he didn't, it was just somebody else's Ghostface, but still was Ghostface. Watch out behind you, Dewey. Oh, he got down there awfully quick. How he the got, fuck? He got behind Gail Sayers. Yeah, but how the fuck? Oh, that motherfucker fell down the steps, that stupid fucking oh, sack of shit. Oh, you hit me with the phone. You hit me with the phone, dick. Too bad he never talks, though. That's the thing. No, and yes. His face never says a word in this whole movie. That's what makes the movie good. I mean, I like the silent killers, though. 
But I also love the talking killers. He's low key better than Michael Myers, though, if you want to be really honest. He's no, 20 times no, better than Michael Myers. close. Because Michael Myers is Michael Myers. Ghostface is. No, nah, what's funnier is what's funnier, what's, every time. what's funnier is Scream. Not funnier, what's scarier is Scream. I apologize. It's no Scream. Scary movie movies is. Their guys are scarier in the movie. I've got my eyes closed. I'm not watching Look how movie. good Courtney Cox looks in that white t shirt. Ain't about to make me have a jump scare, bitch. I mean, look at her in that white T-shirt, though, Jr. Oh, I see her. So I like this. This is like where you'd record. See those that wall she's up against? Yeah. That's the soundproof stuff. Like you know, what I'm saying it's a soundproof wall, or it's you know used to enhance the audio. So there's like a bunch of those in that room, and she's kind of yeah, she's about to die. And then like the the other room that he was just in, you can't hear inside Plus of that. You have it turned on. Oh yeah, yeah buddy. I go to the studio. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, like, I don't know, buddy. I go to the studio every weekend to record my mixtape. Well, whatever you know. So even, but this isn't even just necessary for mixtapes. Like this is where you would come if you were doing animated series. You need somebody to do voice work, or if you were doing post production, you need somebody to re-record dialogue and do ADR work for your post production of a film or series or whatever. It would be. An- yeah, yeah, that's what I do. That's where you're going to have me at, rapping and shit. I bet. I bet. I mean, I believe it. Go for it. Shoot shoot for the moon. Wait, that's where I said, that's, where, I said that's where you're going to have me rapping at, bitch. Hey, shoot for the moon. I'll put you on my... I'll put you on my Please let me have a soundtrack. Oh, she can't hear him. Yeah, she can't hear him. See, because he's in the... Saying he has to get on the mic for her to hear him. Oh, he got stabbed again. Bro, my man Dewey gets the short end of the stick. What do you think, man? Not only yeah. do we not only do we lose Randy, but we lose Dewey. Or do we lose Dewey? Cause he's confirmed for Scream Five. So how is that? He's bleeding out his mouth. That's a sign of internal bleeding. You can't recover from internal injuries. Unless it's a Billy Loomis situation again. Oh, smart, smart lady. That was a smooth move. Yeah, I'm breaking through that glass. It's it's no. supposed to not be, but I'm sure eventually you could. Oh, he's dumb as fuck. Look at him. Because well, it's that soundproof glass. It's like double sided and extra thick stuff she's so freaked out she can't she's just gonna cower down and not run away but she tried it dumb dick or was you sleeping I wasn't sleeping she she did block the door though which was smart as shit yeah there she is escaping that's Billy right here no this is not her that's Derek and the Sydney Prescott, the great Prescott. The Sydney's attractive. I love those leather jackets. I that's what I was telling them earlier when Omar Epps was rocking that brown. Omar Epps was rocking that brown leather jacket. I definitely had leather jacket. I had a black and a brown. Yeah, and she's going with her. 
Is Derek wearing a members only jacket? This is from fucking Sam's. No, I don't think it's a members only jacket, but it kind of looks like it. Did you have a leather jacket back in the 90s, J.R. Oh, that's a subtle, subtle hint that Derek's gonna die. What the fuck are you doing over there, Taylor? Sorry, I'm here. I fucking static out the ass, Taylor. You're fucking staticky. What the fuck are you doing? Oh shit, that's. Oh, sorry, my apologies. I didn't know my mic was down on my damn. Who the fuck is that? It's fucking static nation. God dang, dude. Fucking break somebody's ear, John. Remember, he gave her, don't you remember? What? Don't you remember? And he, you know he, what he gave her? Uh-huh. Remember he gave, uh... Oh, yeah. yeah he gave okay. her the letters, so his frat boys are going to kick his ass? Okay. I said confused. Are they about to kill him? No, no. I don't think so. They got a party. Yeah, I'm tied up and shit. Oh, they're just, they ain't killing him. They're just beating his ass. put a funnel on his dick and poured beer down. Yeah, they're oh, really bad. Now they put it in his asshole, remember? Because if you put it in your asshole, you get drunker, supposedly. That's what they say. They say how he's going to die because he's strapped up. They just set him up for an easy death. All right, what's your prediction, JR? Of mere prediction, we got about 30 minutes left in this movie 25 to 30 minutes, give or take. Seems like you're finally gonna make it through. Give me a prediction for this final act here. She might be the killer, yeah. It's kind of weird that she went with him, isn't it? Or one of them. Some fucking good fucking people they were, huh? Yeah, I know. It's who that, it's, I know who it is. It's that, it's that uh, one dude. If I was them... The black girl's done. If I was Sydney, I would literally tell these two guys, I'd be like, you had one job. You had one fucking job. You know? They can't get in there, though. He can't get back there, though, unless no, he fucking... No, but they're fucked. They're in the... You know what I'm saying? You can't get out of the back of They're fucked. Yeah. He really just pulled a gun and said, shot him. That's fucking smart, you dickhead. No, he was going to, but then dude hit him. Why ain't you oh, shooting him now? He could have shot him right there, I guess. Did you die a hero or die a pussy? He died a pussy. He did die a pussy. I mean, I'm not dead yet, but... Look at this ghost face, don't give a fuck. He said, I'll crash right into this shit. Look at this guy. Look at this. Oh, look at this guy. Look at him. Hold on. Look, oh, look at his face. Yeah. Oh my God, his face is like off. His face is like not there. Ghostface ain't a, ain't a gun killer, so he isn't gonna take the gun. Ghostface is knocked the fuck out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look. But how the fuck are they gonna get out though? You know what I'm saying? They're, they're in the back of a cop car. They're fucked. Ooh, oh, shit. God. 
Is he dead, you stupid fuck? Is he dead? This man's face is smashed through your windshield with a fucking pipe through it. What the fuck do you think? Are they going to have that? What are they going to do, Jay? What are they going to do, so man? Go to the trunk. Nah. See that? They're going to kick. They're going to really fucking... That's how they're going to die, too, because he's acting like he's knocked out. But see, the only thing about this... That's, that's clearly plastic, right? That's nylon. But I thought they were metal. Oh, I'm just... I don't know what they are. This but is a movie, like that though. One, you have to yeah, think, so dog, movie, that's clearly. Movie. Yeah, but in the movie, like, that's clearly plastic. So I think in real life they're metal, I'm pretty sure. This is a movie. You have to realize that. They're not everything yeah, in the movie you, you see gotta, is true. They don't use well, everything well, real. Gotta, just remember. You gotta have a suspension of, suspension of disbelief. Understand that. Just remember. Oh, shit. Yeah, but look. She can't get out that door. Oh. You know what that means? She has to go right, Laura. She has to crawl over. Now, this is good shit. This is good tension. This is what you... If you're writing a horror movie out there or whatever, this is the type of shit you want, the type of tension that you need. Has you on your edge of your fucking seat. This is good shit. Mm. How'd you know the chips I was eating was good shit? Well, they might be good shit, but I'm just saying. Oh! What'd she do? Nagas, what'd she do? She was trying to pull the mask off. She wouldn't know who it was, but she hit the horn. So she's not going to do that again now. She's just going straight out. But tell me this isn't good tension, JR. This, this is the shit that keeps you on the edge of your seat, having to crawl over the knocked-out killer, hoping he doesn't fucking wake up. That's good fucking shit. Yeah, fuck that. I'm about to roll with the blunt for the third act. And she getting the doors jammed, so she has to go out the window. And she's still wearing the Greek letters, as you may see. Did you have a leather jacket in the 90s, JR? Mm. I wasn't born until fucking the 2004, you dick. No, shut the fuck up. I have a brown one and a black one. Hmm. Well, hell yeah, you can't have to pass that a, She has a white one. Because I'm younger than fuck. Sydney, there's leather jackets galore in this movie. Sydney with the brown one. Omar Epps' character had on a dark brown one. Um, Haley has on a white one. Leather jackets was the thing in the 90s, especially the late 90s. As were Jinkos. Remember Jinkos? Mm-mm. You don't remember Jinkos? Mm-hmm. Those big, yeah. huge pants slash shorts, mm-hmm. whatever they were. Those were the shits and Jinkos. I couldn't afford them. Why about the black girl dies? Oh, is he going to grab her? Is he going to grab her? <gasps> oh, she made it, JR. They're all good, huh? Nope. Curiosity killed the cat, you dumb bitch. Yeah, but this is good shit, too, because you're really expecting the killer to wake up and grab one of them, and they don't, and they get away. No, you don't, dumbass. But, I mean, yeah, but they, you know what I'm saying? They did. They, they got away. But then Sydney's like, I got to go see see who it is. That's why I said Curiosity killed the cat. It's not going to kill her, though. It's going to oh, kill yeah. her friend. But, see, he's this not in there. Is he's good, not in there this, no more. Yeah, but that's a good misdirection, because you thought that he was going to grab him coming out the car. But he doesn't, and it's something completely different that you don't really expect. Yeah, he's about to kill her friend. Because somehow he gets out of the car, and then... The friend's on... The friend's on... The the murder's on her. Bam! Yeah. 
and he pops out back there. That's you know what I'm saying. That's yep, the murder. That's, that's, that's on you, bitch. Oh, 100 percent, But you can't blame Sydney either. She definitely would want to know who it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She's gonna find out sooner or later. So I'd have just waited. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. I know that though. Courtney Cox in this white T-shirt really gets me fucking going. Oh, look who it is. Look at his hands. Yeah. Told you it ain't, it ain't him. He's inside. The fuck do you mean it's not him? Oh, buddy's the outside. The, the killer's outside with fucking Sydney in there. What you the already hell? know from the first movie that there can be two killers, and you already know the killer was in there. You just saw him stab Dewey. This, not every scream's going to have two killers, big dog. Well, then how the fuck is he at the campus stabbing Dewey and in that car at the same time then, dick shit? You know what I'm saying? Hmm? It's obviously there's definitely going to be two killers again. That scene gives wow. away because he was literally in that building stabbing Dewey and in that car at the same time. Mm-mm. Yeah. If every scream has two killers, then I'm fucking done with this shit. I refuse to tell you if it does or not. But, I mean, obviously in this one, that scene just gave it away that there's two killers in this one. Well, Can't be in two places at once. I mean, I have before. Yeah, maybe if you're fucking Michael Keaton in multiplicity cloning your fucking self. Mm-hmm. Which is a fucking underrated comedy. Fucking hilarious. Why would you run inside and not in a car? That's why I know what you did last summer was... 30 times better, though. I know she did last summer's trash. They're about to have a fight. I know she did last summer's not even better than the weakest Scream movie. You will just Scream 3. What the fuck is that oh. background? Yeah, for the for the play that she was rehearsing for and shit. That's what I said. Is the background drop? Yeah. That's what I said. Oh my. Here we go, JR. Here we go. Start of the third act, baby. Let's act go. three. Fully in the works. Is that Derek? Mm-hmm. Uh- Oh, is there? Yep. Is he involved? What do you think? Uh-uh. Billy Loomis Part 2? Nope. Oh my. Uh-oh. 
History repeats itself, JR. That's that dude, I told you, motherfucker. <laughs> I called it, bitch. Good guess. But guess what? Surprise, Sydney. Throw back to the what? first one. What? Same line that Matthew Willard said. But Derek's full of shit. No. She's made, she, he's just making that up. See? Told you. Two killers. Wow. <laughs> That's badass. Yep. Cotton killer. Now that story may be may be tragicer than Randy. Mm-hmm. Damn. You feel bad for that guy because he really loved the shit out of Sydney. But you understand why she couldn't trust him, but it's just really tragic for him. Super tragic for him, huh? And if you think about it, Derek, Derek, uh, that's kind of—I mean, that's sad, straight up. Oh. Like he don't give a fuck about getting away with it. I see that's kind of a throwback too because remember Matthew Lillard in the end of the first one said these days it's all about the sequel and then he in this one says these days it's all about the trial Gail Sayers is coming to save the day or, or Cotton Weary or is one of those two the second killer Nope. That's badass. I love that shit. You're forgetting something about Billy. I fucking killed him. I fucking killed him. Sydney Prescott's a badass, straight up. Okay, okay, Nancy. Oh, stupid fuck. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. Here we go, JR. Here we go. Linda Hamilton thing going, which is kind of a nod to earlier in the movie when they said he's got a hard-on for Cameron, shouting out someone else 
from James Cameron movie, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. Oh, the second killer. The partner. Yeah, Cotton. It is. Dun, dun, dun. No. I told you, motherfucker, both my shit was right. Yeah, but you don't know who that is. No, it's fucking what's her name, though. I don't. Oh shit! Yeah, nice twist, twist. Yeah. Well, I told you both. Wow, both my suspects was correct. Holy fuck! Those were just your first two suspects. You had several. Well, I only had three, motherfucker. Four. Because you had Derek and Cotton Weary. And then you also had you also had her roommate and the two cop guys. Holy fuck, I was correct my first two. Yeah, but you didn't know who she was. Her identity's still always a nice little twist. Yeah, it's a twist, but I still knew she was a killer. Mm. Just as crazy as her fucking son. Oh, bye-bye, Gail. Gail ain't dead. She just got shot in the belly. I like that. <coughs> Blood in his eyes. That's a dead blow shot. Wow, he just fucking... Two birds, one stone. Full <laughs> boy's completely out of his mind. What's her motive, JR? Because she killed her son. Yep. Revenge. Yep, I it, though. But she fucking left him anyway. Yeah, oh yeah. Wasn't she the one that fucking was... Cause it left because her dad was fucking the mom? Yeah. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Sydney says something about it, I think. No, because somebody's there to fuck it up. That's crazy. Debbie Salt. <laughs> this is kind of a throwback to Friday the 13th as well. Or Psycho, whichever way you look at it, but definitely Friday the 13th because it's a mother wanting revenge for her son. Oh, yeah. Oh, Randy spoke poorly of Billy and I got a little knife happy. So she's the one that killed Randy. That's one of the fun aspects of these first two screams is trying to think of which of the two killers killed which person. Somebody's about to kill you, that bitch. Listen to how Sydney saves yourself. This is smart as fuck. 
Oh, isn't Mickey supposed to be dead? Got her to turn around. Huh. Clever. Clever. All right, watch this. Coming up. Coming up is a nod to a horror movie. If you know, you know. Coming up here in a second. Didn't pick up on it in a lot of viewings, but it took me a while until I finally did. And it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Psycho. And there it is. There it is. The eye Psycho. in the hole. Nope. Black Christmas. When oh. Billy sticks his eye through the keyhole. Looks through the keyhole. Nod to Black Christmas. You did have a nod to Psycho earlier in the film, but um, that was when you were gone in the opening. And the good thing is, you know, Sydney's in theater, so she knows how to work all these things. She has the upper hand here. She's about to fuck her up. Love the oh, nod Black Christmas when, with the eye in the hole. She's about to kill both the mothers, both the Loomises. So my, probably my favorite moment of the movie is just that small little Black Christmas nod. So subtle, yet so fucking awesome. That's why you should have killed her when you had the chance. That ranking of this movie up. That's why you should have killed her when you had the chance, dumbass, instead of that speech. That's what fucks you. Yeah, always does. But, you know, the, the antagonist has always got to give their expository speech at the end. And it usually ends up fucking them. Unless you write yep. a movie where the bad guys win. Uh-huh. Which really happens. Really happens, which makes it all that much more better. If you're writing a movie out there, keep that in mind. Maybe you're antagonist. She's not dead. She's not dead, though. But seriously, that Black Christmas moment bumps my rating for this movie up. Told you. Mm. Oh, yeah. Beat her ass, Sydney. Oh, shit. Courtney Cox is coming to the rescue, though. Uh-uh, the gun's there. But she saw her see it. Told you. Nope. Somebody else comes to the rescue. Cotton Weary, holy fuck. I've <laughs> had a very, very bad day. No shit, Cotton. <laughs> He said, what? And who's that? He don't know what the fuck's going on, does he? Hmm. I'm not going to lie. Scream 2 is better than I, than I give it credit for sometimes. It's still pretty fucking good. Especially this third act. This third act's very good. Is she going to be able to convince Cotton? No, help not. I don't know. You know that's what he wants. He wants to be the star. They've driven that plot went home throughout the movie. And he has motive, you know, to hold a grudge against Sydney as well. 
No, he's not holding a grudge because she's going to fucking look out for him after this. Yeah, but this is why Sydney's smart. I said it was Cotton, though. He plays the tennis advantage right here. Yeah. Cause remember that Diane Sawyer interview she wouldn't do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you knew when when mm-hmm. when Sydney said she would do that interview. That look that um, Billy's mom gave was like, "Yep, yep. I'm fucked. Like, I'm fucked. Yep." yep. <laughs> I mean, Cotton's good because he saved it, but he's still kind of a shit character because he literally only saved her because she would do the interview that make him famous and shit. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't really have no reason to save her. If anything, he had to fuck. He shot her right in the goddamn neck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he had reason to hold a grudge against Sydney for sure. She almost had him fucking, she had him on death row, but. Oh! And that's a kind of a nod to Carrie, if you know, you know. The jump scare of the arm coming up with the smoke and stuff at the end of that movie. <laughs> he's a funny fucker. There's no way he's a killer. <laughs> Is there nobody else still there? He said, oh my god, he scared the crap out of me. Just bounce off my... That's not how bullets work. Jeez, girl. Yeah, you got more loves than a cat. <laughs> like, remember what Randy told him? Because what Randy told him in the first one, remember? This, she is, the part the movie. The this is the part of the movie where the killer comes back for one last scare. See? They always come back. Yeah. Which is also a reference to Stephen King. But they use that as a misdirection because they respect her to come back. And he's the one that pops back up alive. Another good misdirection. But watch Sydney. <laughs> watch Sydney. She's like, here we go. Resident Evil, bitch. Sydney. 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 She's about to do it. I knew she was going to do it. Just oh. like she did to Billy. Yeah. Sydney Prescott is a bad ass bitch. Said, Just, in case. Just in case. Exactly. Because Randy right. already taught her. Randy taught her well. Now, Cotton Larry's like, what? Now I want you to watch uh watch the end here and tell me if you if you pick up on Gail's character development from the first movie to the second movie. Alright. Cause do you remember how the first movie ended? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the news heard in the news report and Dewey getting carried off on the stretcher? Yeah. Alright. She said, fuck that shit. That's that's good writing right there. Because the end of the first movie, she didn't care. She just wanted the story. She wanted to be able to write the book about the movie. She wanted to be able to be the one putting yeah. out the story. And then in this one, 
you know, and Dewey in the first one was getting carted off. Told on, you Dewey on the... fucking still. He gets God, that motherfucker gets his ass beat more than yeah. Kenny. But see, in the first one, he was on the stretcher by himself because she only cared about the story. And yep. this one, she says, "Fuck it," throws down the microphone, goes to Dewey's side, says, "I'm coming with you." Gets in the ambulance with him. That's good character development right there. That's excellent writing to show you that that how much that character has developed. She didn't give mm-hmm. a fuck about the story. She she was worried about Dewey. Her character's changed. And then Cotton gets his moment. Oh, shit. More than just the dying Sawyer interview. Yep. And she has the Greek letters. Yep. The motherfucker's about some business right there. Yeah, he's been in jail for a year. <laughs> He said, unfortunately, he said, he said, and a price. He said, call me. Man, it's crazy, though. She loses her boyfriend every fucking time. Yeah. One tried to kill her, the other one, one got fucking murdered. The other one, she thought, she thought may have been the killer, and he suffered a tragic fate. But the third act of that movie is what really brings it home. The first two yeah, acts are inferior to the first film, but the third act really is, is very well, very good. Especially with the horror nods pre- president. Well, we even, finally, since I finally got past the fucking third Directed time, by it was West Craven. Great. Yeah, written by Kevin Williamson. It's good as shit. I still think it's not as good as the first one. Oh, hell but no. I, no, it's, no. It's, it's very good, especially that with that third, third act, act. That third act saved it from being a, a low ranking, though, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. That third act saves it. The Black Christmas nod bumps it up in my rankings. You already know because I love Black Christmas. But, also, I'm going to tell then, you, it was a little... Then, like the good writing of, of the end for Gail's character, showing but, her character development, it's fucking great. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little too predictive for me because, like I said, my first two guesses on the fucking... Before, before I even added any more suspects to my suspect list, I just literally had them two fucks. No, yeah, you did. I'll give you that, but I was too predictive. What stuck out to you? Because to me, the first time I watched Scream Two, I didn't know who the fuck the killer was. And my number one suspect, the very first time I watched Scream Two, was Cotton Weary. Because let me tell you, uh, that whoever the the dude that got shot, Timothy, whatever the fuck his name is, Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, he reminded me of Matthew Lillard's character. Yeah, I can see that. And then, and then that one chick. Never saw it. I don't know. She just wasn't. They put her in there for a reason because she just kept popping yeah. up. She wasn't. I mean, just, yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? true. But the, fir- the first time I watched this movie, I just didn't pick up on it. Like to me, I know. Yeah. Of course, the first time I watched this movie, I was mad young too, so I probably wouldn't. You know, I didn't know enough yeah. about it to know either. But to me, she was just like a side character. I never expected her to be a big part of the story ever, and so that was the big surprise to me. And then, of course, the twist that she's even even if you f- do predict her, the twist that she's Billy's mother still drives it home because you don't see that coming you know because mm-hmm. she says her name's debbie salt and stuff so you really don't see that coming but um would you, you gave the first one an eight right wasn't that i think that's what you gave it yes, uh, of course i said a fucking 10 in my billy bob voice for the first one uh where are you going here on scream two damn they got hold on sorry i was reading the plot of and Scream 3, they really got three movies of that stab. Yeah, yeah. by that time, it's at stab three. And um, I'm going to give you a little little 
before, I mean, we'll probably talk about it again on Scream 3, but as far as Scream 3 goes, before we'll give our ratings here of Scream 2 momentarily before we close out, but I wanted to let JR know Kevin Williamson didn't write Scream 3. Kevin Williamson did write a script for Scream 3 initially, and what happened was um, Kevin Williamson's script for Scream 3 was going to bring back Matthew Lillard's character of Stu, and Stu was going to be running a cult from prison of high school kids that are killing because they're obsessed with him and stuff, which ended up becoming a later on after it didn't get made. He turned into a TV show of The Following, which starred Kevin Bacon, turned that plot into a uh, TV show, TV series, which is a good TV series. If you haven't seen it, check out The Following. But the reason they didn't go with that was because uh, Scream 3 came out in either 99 or 2000. I can't remember which one. But uh, when they were filming, that's when Columbine, remember the Columbine shootings? Yes, sir. That happened. And so they wanted to go away from using high schoolers and young kids. So they decided not to use uh, Kevin Williamson's uh, script because of that reason. Brought in another writer, Aaron Kruger, to rewrite Scream 3 and change it, take it away from high school. Didn't want to use high schoolers at all because of the Columbine stuff. So we didn't get Kevin Williamson's version, a vision of Scream 3. And that accompanied by the fact of he didn't have time to rewrite the script again because by that time he had already created Dawson's Creek and was writing Dawson's Creek after, so he couldn't do the rewrite. So they had to bring in someone else to rewrite and do a completely different story for Scream 3, which is far inferior. And I'll tell you right now, that's my least favorite Scream film. But I would have loved to see Kevin Williamson's original vision for Scream 3. But I just wanted to fill you in on that, JR. Oh, yeah, you can beat the bucket of me. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about it more as we go along. I'm sure it'll come up again in the Scream Three commentary. But, um, basically, Kevin Williamson had a script for Scream Three, would have brought back Matthew Lillard, but it involved high school kids. And after the Columbine shooting, studio wanted to go away from that. They still offered Kevin Williamson the chance to, you know, write the new script, but he had already created Dawson's Creek and was working on writing it. So they brought in Aaron Kruger, and that's who really wrote the script for Scream Three. Hmm. But uh, Scream 2, um, what are your thoughts? What's your ranking? Mm, I thought it was pretty good. Ranking, though, let's see. Give Scream 1 an 8. This wasn't better than Scream 1, although that dude, that third act, I feel like kills third Scream's act. third act. Scream 1 kills Scream. scream yeah, I don't know I don't know that, but the scream, third act of Scream 2 is good. Well, I mean, I'll give that. Mm-hmm. We'll give it a 6.8. 6.8. Typically, I would have probably gone 7, 7.5, but the Black Christmas Not Alone bumps it up a half point for me with that lovely homage to Black Christmas. And just the third act in general I love, especially the ending for Gail that really takes the first ending and shows you how much your character's developed. I'm going with the 8.0. For Scream 2 here on my end. Wow. Yeah, and it's a, it's a film that I never really love, but it grows on me every time I watch it, especially the more and more stuff that I pick up on. As far as like Gail's character and stuff, I didn't pick up on that till recently, how they showed that character development and stuff, and I really love that. And as I said, I really love that Black Christmas homage. It's fucking great. So 8.0 hmm. for me on Scream 2. Gave Scream 1 a 10. Gave Scream 2 8.0. Um, JR gave Scream an 8 and a 6.8. Yeah, great movie. Inferior to the first, but still fantastic. 
Um, we'll be back soon for the Screen 3 commentary as we continue our first ever comedy series here on Two Dudes. Um, any final thoughts, JR? Uh, let's, let's, let's get it going for Screen 3. Screen 3. Be out to you guys shortly, our full movie commentary for Screen 3, as we are now over halfway through with the franchise. And then we just have Screen 3, Screen 4 left, and then we will provide a podcast with our rankings of the four movies. That being said, I'm JC. I'm JR. We're two dudes, and we're going to review some shit. Until next time, take it sleazy. Oh, yeah.